So, music's playing in the background. <laughs> Welcome to the Fat Paramotor Podcast, being broadcast today. Where are we, Dan? Uh, in the back of my van. <laughs> in the back of Dan's van at Boar Chasers, down wherever this is. This is down where are uh, we? Gloucester. We're in Gloucester. Gloucester. So, um, I'm with Dan Jones again, the young whippersnapper. Welcome. Today, what we're we talking about? Well, hopefully we're going to have a chat about comps and yes. how we can get you a top spot, mate, really. Top spot. So, today we're talking about competitions and uh, a few of you might realise that Dan is the British Open uh, Paramotor Champion. That's uh, correct, yeah. He acquired that title last year. Did you stole it off Rick Wommersley, is that right? Did you pip him at the post? Uh, yeah, bless him. He had a bit of engine trouble, which <laughs> which knocked him, knocked a few points off his well, score. But um, yeah. anything can happen in a competition. That's right, anything. mate. Teach him to get his act together. Yeah. Right? So good. <laughs> so what we are, we are talking about competitions today. We are from the back of the van at, um, at Boar Chasers, if anybody wonders why. Uh, two shady-looking guys have just locked themselves into a white van. You know what's really been happening. Um, so this is about competitions. And so, Dan, you're a bit of an expert on this because not only are you uh, the British Open champion, but you're also heavily involved in uh, uh, in organisation of competitions. Is that right? Tell us about them. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if I'm in, entirely an expert yet. Maybe when I win the world stage, then, then we <laughs> might move up to that. But um, I sure have put a lot of effort into understanding what what's required and um just trying to bring people into competition flying really and and generally like i think it's um good to have a purpose to your flying as well there's only so much wanging around an airfield you can do um but yeah there is a, a lot of um there's a lot of planning behind the scenes that goes into the competitions um from preparations of maps to uh, the actual organization on the day and uh, i am now actually on the committee as well to help uh, organize that as well uh, i think a lot of what competition is about it's about inclusivity isn't it of, of different people for them to get more out of paramotoring than just launching from a field doing a circuit and and landing again and i think as the sport has developed here in the uk things like competitions have become more increasingly important um good reasons for people to to gather together as well so tell me then first of all let's just go and talk about british open championships because i know you uh, you say you're not an expert, but you must be some kind of an expert in that. And for those who don't realise, you know, I, I last season I've you know witnessed Dan sat geekily at his computer with pens and paper and writing numbers and figures down. And um, he's he's more than your average competition geek. But tell me what's involved in the British Open Championship. Yeah, um, not a lot's changed since uh, you last saw me, Sean. I've uh, I was up until two a.m. last night organising some maps for um, some of the guys here at the Boar Chasers. Um, so there's a very um, wide array of different tasks that you can do in the comp, and um, this might sound like a bit overwhelming at first, but if you take it step by step, it's um, it's actually quite straightforward. And uh, what's beautiful about the the British Open is that you are given all of these tasks on a on a big um, uh, ordnance survey map. So some of you might be familiar with uh, navigating by them on uh, your school days, for example. Um, Scout trips. Yeah, yeah, but you can choose uh, what. Um, what tasks you do so you're not forced into doing one specific task um, it's really um, sort of open to your interpretation as a pilot of what you where you think your skill sets lie and uh, what's going to bag you the most points essentially in that comp but like you say Sean like it, 
the the comps uh, are growing. They used to be a lot bigger um, back in the day, but I think now with the the option of a lot more fly-ins and stuff like that, you know, people tend to go to those. And um, I understand that not everyone's super competitive, um, which is why now the British comp has the Discovery Challenge as well. So uh, that's more about like the entry into for the competition curious pilot who uh, might want to find out about what the comp is and, and have a go really and that is fundamentally what the discovery challenge is going to be about it's about pilots coming along learning a few few things and then applying that to their flying and then coming back reviewing what they've done and then going out again and in the four or five days that they'll be there um they will definitely learn at least one thing about their flying you know it's not not for everyone and i'll be entirely honest you know not everyone's into that kind of thing but I think there's no harm in actually trying something different that's really not that much more challenging than, say, if you were navigating by um, your air charts, for example, for your BHPA rating and, and things like that. It's um, just a different map, and then but there's things to do on it. So let's go over some tasks, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I, I've I've spoke uh, spoken to a couple of instructors who uh, have told me about their experience with these things and. Uh, and uh, well, two of them in particular who've both told me that uh, this is a great way of just uh, exploring and developing new skills. And and you talk about the the discovery challenge, um, but there's no harm in entering the competition and and not being placed very high in it. I mean, it's not really all about the competition and being competitive. And I'm I'm sure there are a few people in there who want to be competitive, but uh, really a lot of it surely must be about the, the taking part and exploring your own uh, your own skill set and, and and improving your own flying ability. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um from the moment you step into the comp, you've got the the guys who are like who've been flying for years in a very refined manner and with a lot of knowledge like combined it's um just a great place to soak up loads of knowledge um so turning up to a comp you're right it's not about just winning but there's a great community there everyone's out to help each other it's not like you're against your best mate okay yeah there is a little bit of oh yeah i'm gonna beat you on this task but it's as a whole everyone's there to bring everyone else up and um it would be I think wise for people to at least consider what they might get out of this and and hopefully in this podcast we can cover some of the stuff that little people will get yeah hope so, hope so dan it reminds me a little bit you know you talk about the discovery challenge i remember uh, we were talking a little bit earlier before we were on the podcast about sailing and uh using sailing i remember there was the uh, there's an isle of wight uh, boat race it's around the isle of wight boat race and and in that competition was a lot of very expensive boats that were faster than my car that used to whiz around there but but then people used to enter in all sorts of cronked out little boats and things who had no chance of winning at all but they just wanted to be part of the the sort of the atmosphere of the competition and enjoy the fun and have a laugh and and maybe even a bit of a personal competition with your best mate who might want to fly with you and things like that so um so what did you get out of it then what 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 did you think was your your buzz from doing the competition when i first heard about the comp sean i wasn't gonna enter i literally saw it and i thought nope that's that's for elite pilots i don't i don't want to be in that situation where i'm making a fool out of myself on an airfield um being so new into it and um 
things have changed now um, with uh, the different classes and stuff. Um, but when I was saying, oh, no, I'm not going to do this, they introduced uh, what was known as the club pilot class um, at the time of going from my BHBA training. Yeah. I thought, oh, actually, that is a much more approachable thing that I could probably do. You know, I'll be a similar skill set of everyone else doing that. Um, and that has now developed into what the discovery challenge is. So it's a, literally an intro into competition flying. So everything's given to you on a plate. There's there's nothing to be scared about. You're going to learn a lot, absolutely. But um, that should be a good thing. You know, if you go to a comp and, and you're being taught all this stuff, it's it's applicable skills from the sense of flying precisely to being able to spot land, um, and general awareness of your airspaces as well. Like you, you'll leave a comp, even in discovery class, um, as a much more rounded pilot, even after one time. And you might love it, and you might go on to the competition class, um, and that that's probably a really good thing to do because you're then pushing yourself even even more. Um, but some people might be quite happy in the discovery challenge because realistically, it'll be a fly-in feel, um, but with stuff to physically do. Like there's there's purpose to your flying. And um, what will be uh, hopefully good this year at the um, new venue in Kent, so at Manston Airfield this year, um, we are hoping to have uh, a trade show, potentially, and then um, also a local bar is really... I'm keen to get a band on on Saturday night. There's also the human-powered aircraft who are going to have their competition there. So there's plenty to see and do um, aside from going to fly tasks and, and learn about stuff. So really, it's, it's an organized event that even if you aren't serious about competition yet or you're just competition curious, um, you've got a lot of opportunity to um, do other things at the same time. So it's... it's uh, much more rounded event now and it has it has grown over the last few years and it's um, been nice to be part of its progression well i like your phrase competition curious there dan okay but uh but it sounds like it's a it's a bit of an event to go to anyway even if you're not entering into the competition i think that's uh that's what uh that's what you're saying there how many days is the uh, british open championships uh the, the first brief is on wednesday evening and then it sort of comes to a close on sunday so yeah um Yes, yeah, a decent amount of time. You'll definitely get some flying in. And um, even if uh, you aren't interested in the Discovery Challenge, um, you know, you can come and camp for a much reduced uh, fee and stuff. So oh. even if you just want to see what it's about and you don't want to commit to anything, there's still the opportunity to do that as well. Like it, It'll be worth attending for the things that are going on at, at, the, okay. at the airfield as well. Are there different classes then for different types of pilots at all? Uh, yeah, so... Um, There'll be uh, the main championship, which uh, will be foot launch and trike class, um, which uh, we're starting to see an increase in trike pilots now as well, much like yourself, Sean. Oh, so yeah. hopefully you'll be on the podium there. Yep. And um, and then in the discovery class, I, from what I understand, they are together as it's more of a learning environment rather than it being heavily competitive. It's uh, the same sort of tasks, but um, yeah. much less stressful pace and, and size and it's uh, more about the learning of it than it is to to be a winner so yeah well cool well i was quite excited to to hear that um that you can enter the competition as a trike um and 
you know, this podcast uh, is the announcement of me entering into the <laughs> British Opium Championships. So when I'm, do I get a bottle of champagne when I win? Well, that... we, we might be able to organise that for you, mate. <laughs> just for you, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they'd, they'd definitely fetch one if I won. That would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? But, um, but I'm really excited because uh, two reasons I wanted to join is, uh, you know, I've I've been interested in the idea of representing trikes or pilots like myself who are a little bit heavier or more infirm than the everyday pilot. Um, as you know, I'm quite passionate about that, about sort of increasing um awareness of the sport to pilots like myself but secondly i think it's quite exciting to uh to to do something challenging and to be part of something a little bit uh, uh you know a little bit bigger than as i said just flying around your airfield so that's trikes that are involved what's actually involved in the competition though what do you do when you do the competition i know we talked about running out of fuel uh, we won't mention any names rick <laughs> womersley but um there, there's something about fuel in these competitions isn't they just what else happens yeah there's a, there's a variety of different tasks that um you can do so um the the map based tasks there's uh you've got your snake navigation yeah which is a precise follow a squiggly line on a map to make it as basic as possible yeah um and then you have uh the declared time task. So yeah, you write down in seconds what time you'll arrive at certain points along a line, which sounds tricky, but realistically, it's just a calculation on the ground. Yeah. And then when you're in the air, you've marked off your location. So if you're a bit slow, you speed up. If you're a bit fast, you slow down. So it's it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, you've got constant speed, which is maintain level flight from between certain points, um, which is better to be done on a calmer day so if it's a bit um thermic then you're going to be going up and down whereas actually if you're flying straight and level it's not too hard to achieve uh constant speed um you then also have the turn point hunt which is across the whole map um and they are things like churches crossroads roundabouts um which you can collect extra points on on your way around um but then Beyond that, there's also um, tasks which are airfield-based. So uh, we've just recently seen um, a few new tasks be reintroduced uh, into the competition catalogue. So we've got uh, spot landing, which is uh, like an engine off from 500 feet uh, onto a spot. I believe that Discovery Class will be allowed to keep their engine on, you know, for, for safety and security for those reasons, for people's comfort more okay. than anything. Um, we have uh, skittle landings, which is similar to the spot, but instead of landing on a spot, you uh, you have to knock down a set of from anywhere from five to ten different skills. Right. Which is, once you get it, it's, it's bloody fun to do. Yeah. Um, I think if you told me not to knock the skittles down, <laughs> I'd probably win that class. <laughs> It's. I'm not saying it's easy, but when you yeah. can when you can start knocking them down, it is rewarding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the the two others are um, uh, navigating uh, chili sticks. They're called. So you go through a gate, you land, and then you run between um, zigzagging between cones. And then you take off and you uh, go through the finishing gate. And then the other one is uh, a good pilot skill to have is you come into land through a gate. You drop your wing to the ground and relaunch, and then take off and fly through another gate. So it's how efficiently can you do the action right. of landing and launching? So, okay. um, yeah, right. So, but you didn't? Did you go through the fuel one? Uh, no, I didn't actually. No. Yeah, I skipped I over that. You Dan, did mention it, mate. So. Dan, all I was interested in was the fuel one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's a trauma of running out of fuel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So um, the 
the you've got pure economy tasks, um, yeah. uh, which is a case that you're given, for example, two liters of fuel. And you have to stay airborne for as long as possible. Usually that's quite close around the airfield. That can be over within 15 minutes. But um, last year we saw a really impressive um, show from uh, Russell, who got three hours, I believe it was, on his. Wow. Yeah, he's a very good paraglider pilot as well. So it's a it's a big mix of skills that you're yes. throwing in there. And then uh, we've got the Economy FAI trying as well, which was another new one last year. Um, which was quite fun, actually. Um, we were allowed GPS for that flight in the main comp, I will say. Okay. Um, but everyone was on doing the same task on, on WhatsApp, chatting and sending photos and, and, yeah. and navigating where they're going. And it, yeah, it was it was pretty good. We had about eight liters for that one, I think. Right. So it was, yeah, a couple of hours flight. Um, so yeah, it was a good fun one, that one. So it's the accumulation of points then from the whole competition, of course, that, that gets you on to uh, first place on the podium. and. Is is how many? So there's three places. Is they then first, second, and third? Do you win yes, anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get trophies, mate. I've got, I've got I've got a decent cabinet building up now. Have but you? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's slightly different in the fact that um, the British uh, Open has its own trophy, but then there's also the national trophy. Yes. Which um, as of this year, they are bringing back the league, which is um, two league events um, throughout the year, and then the main comp to make up your full points. So. Um, the league events equate to about one task's worth of points. Okay. Um, but this year there's only going to be one league event before right. the actual main comp. Um, so that makes up the British champion. Um, but the Open has then got its set of cups from yeah. first to third, and then the Discovery is probably going to be similar. But it's the Discovery is more about learning than it is yes. than it is trophies. But is yeah, is the taster. Yeah, it's the, um, it's, the it's the learning curve. Yeah. yeah. So, so what other competitions have you been entering then? Because I know you know it's more than the British Open Championship. Every time I speak to you, you've done something for something else. And uh, what what else is going on in your competition life? Uh, well, we've also got the um, the X con- X contest online, which is uh, yeah. flying uh, different FAI triangles. So, for those of you who don't know what that is yet. Um, it's like an equilateral triangle, and uh, the bigger you go, the more points you get. But for every kilometre you fly, you get four points if it's that that size triangle. Even if you land out, and I've done that a few times, even like five hours was the other day after 200 kilometres, I landed out, ran out of fuel. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why I don't want to talk about fuel. Um, and uh, you still get points for that, but you only get one point. So it's worth making the triangle where you can actually get back to your airfield. And um, yes. yeah, currently it'd be uh, good to see some more British pilots get in on that because we get the team score as well. And yeah, um, okay. yeah, it'd be good to get a solid team actually for 2024. Um, so so you, you fly uh, an equilateral triangle of yeah. size that you choose but the bigger the more points you get that's correct yeah um you have a limited amount of fuel then no no it's as it's as long as you're sub 70 which is the 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 ruling here in the uk um you can carry as much fuel as you want so i've been flying with 18 liters to do those bigger triangles but i think i need a bit more (laughs) yeah all right and uh and course uh, economy so i guess it becomes a skill in trying to fly economically but also squeezing the most out of your machine so that becomes a bit formula one then doesn't it because it does it's the, yeah it's the you know it's the driver and the car that wins the competition so yeah. 
It's a uh, chase of numbers, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we talked about trikes and any any special equipment that you need to to enter these competitions. Uh, it's it's really not much more than what you're flying with already, to be honest. Um, so uh, you've obviously got your paramotor that you fly with. Uh, a rule for the the British comp is that you fly with a reserve um, yep. for safety reasons. Um, hopefully, most of you are. Um, and then uh, probably the main piece of kit. I'll stop is... you there and say my reserve's about the same size as your main wing, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll carry on. Yeah. Um, and then the main piece that is probably the biggest bit of effort is a map board for yeah. your map reading. Um, now, they can be made in a variety of different ways. Some people prefer to have their map sheets flat in front of them and they, yes. they tuck them underneath each other once they've they've moved off that square of map. Um, but the more traditional shape um, is like a round disc, yes. um, usually made out of like an insulation sort of 50 mil board, but that can be quite expensive. So you can make it with other things like um, cardboard discs. You can just stack and layer them up um, just to give yourself that bit of strength in the cardboard. Um, you know, uh, like PVC board, probably it's a bit brittle, but mm. maybe you can find some stuff that's a bit more uh bendy might work and then um yeah just so you can spin it when you're when you're flying in the uh, in the air so you can have a, a map up reading just like your gps would be if you're going in your car so i i can predict that there's going to be a spate of missing for sale signs coming up in uh, <laughs> in in the weeks before the championship and um so do you use the, the pins and elastic bands in there on on your map is that how you do or do you use pens or yeah when you get a bit more advanced like fundamentally you only really need um a map in front of you and it's much more helpful if it spins but yeah um in my my personal map board yeah i have pins and stuff that i can put in different yeah. turn points and um i've got a measured out piece of string um in kilometers so i can see so i can really really eke out my flying window yes can i get that one extra turn point because it can come down to one point in a comp yeah. and it was uh very very close last year yes. um going into the uh final round i think there was literally only one point between me and um russell who was second so yeah so i think it, it and it sounds like it takes you all the way from somebody like me uh as a novice that that can enter um uh, and see what it's all about but all the way up to people like yourself who uh get friendly competitive um but start crunching all the numbers and and i do reiterate what i said earlier on i've seen dan many a time drawing equilateral triangles and calculating <laughs> things uh and i'm sworn to secrecy i'll tell you in the next podcast uh about dan's latest secret weapon in his uh in this year's competition that i've been told i can tell nobody um but uh, but he's got used in the back of my van mate <laughs> in the back of the in. van i'll never get out and, uh, um that's right so dan uh I, I mean i will say you put a lot of thought into the competitions but i think part of the thinking it out trying to figure it out and improve what you do for you uh that development as a competition pilot is is part of the pleasure as well so it goes from the very basics entry just for the laugh yeah all the way up to entry to be serious and and Absolutely. to see how we can improve things and and also see the performance of the pilots improve over future competitions i would say so yeah yeah and um it would be it'd be great to see uh some more bodies at um at the comp this this year because um if everything goes well in in Kent uh, at Manston, um, that's our trial run before yeah. the bid for the Worlds in 2024, oh, yeah. and that would be something special to be part of 
that to be part be of the British fantastic. team. So yeah. it'd be good to see see what everyone's got and uh, yeah. come out and have a go. Yeah, it's all it's about. Well, I think if I can join it, um, anybody can join it, and I think that's uh, that's a secret. So I think you should just come and join it just to just to see me break a few props and uh, <laughs> uh, mince up a few wings and things like that. Or you never know to be on number one podium with that bottle of champagne in my hand. Anything else, Dan, then, with a cover here? Um, I think I'd just like to say that, you know, people seem to be a bit intimidated by the comps, yeah. and we are doing a lot of work, because I sit on the committee, we are doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make it more approachable and more accessible, and it's just trying to dispel the guys that you have to be the top of your game to enter, when yes. you don't have to be, because I yeah. went in knowing very, very little to now crunching numbers but you know the crunching numbers section isn't for everyone yes but the actual main discovery challenge mm. is more about giving you purpose to your flying and, and developing yeah. yourself rather than pushing hard to be the best you know it's um mm. do something with your flying is i think the key, the key phrase here yeah yeah and i think as i alluded to earlier on that um it's fully inclusive you this is I mean, this is something close to my heart, as as I said earlier on, that it's the inclusivity of paramotor, and I'm very interested in that because traditionally, I find this uh, with some of my friends. They they say, "Oh, you're into that danger sports, aren't you? That <laughs> paramotoring," and and I say, I'm, "No, I'm not into danger sports. No, but I am into aviation. I've been into aviation for many years, and it's a form of flying. It's now become." Uh, easier to access, safer, and there's a lot more equipment out there that can, people can afford. But people still seem to believe that paramoting is purely uh, for young fit whippersnappers like yourself, Dan. But <laughs> but in actual fact, lots of different people fly paramotors. Um, short, fat, thin, old, young. It's a very inclusive sport, and I think we should be widening the access to paramotoring full stop. And that's something close to my heart has been for a while um but the competitions is part of that now because what what dan's saying is that uh we want to widen the access to competitions it's fun and uh you don't have to worry about winning enter into it uh test yourself see how you enjoy it if you don't like it halfway through come down and land have a cup of coffee and a beer and a chin wagon have another fly in the morning but um it's really about in, entering it and enjoying it and having some fun and uh, it helps the sport grow as well because I'm keen and Dan you've said this to me before is uh, wanting to see the sport grow and, and mm. things like having the world championships come to the UK that is is getting the sport that growing in the UK isn't yeah. it it would yeah. be phenomenal so I think you've summed, summed up really nicely there Sean it is it is widening the access to the comps it, you know we've got quite a good event going on this year and it's day by day it's ticking away and getting there's more things turning up and we've got lots of announcements to do and yes I, yeah it's just going to be really exciting the next couple of years is going to be really really good well i'm looking forward to it so i think what we'll do with then we can wrap it up there then yeah. dan if if you're happy what i will say is if you want to come and see this fat dude flying in a competition get yourself down to the world championships bring your video recorder because you never know you might get some interesting footage Come and see Dan do it. Enter yourself if you like. And uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Fat Paramotor Podcast. That was the young whippersnapper Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones even. Thanks for joining us, Dan. 
No problem, mate. I uh, might let you out the back of the van now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some photographs, mate. I'm going to share them. <laughs>